On today's episode of Preach Impediments, we spend more time talking about the word steward. In our churches, we love to use big words. We obfuscate our pedagogy through superfluous grandiloquence, manifesting hubris instead of demureness. See what I mean? Inconceivable. While I might have a speech impediment, I certainly do not want to have a preach impediment. These get in the way of God's message reaching our hearts and minds. Let's dig through those big words and learn something incredible. Thank you for listening to Preach Impediments, made possible by Eden Hollow. Check out what's being written and made available by going to EdenHollow.com. If you stayed tuned, at the end of the episode, we have a special offering for you that you'll want to hear about, so make sure you listen to the end of today's episode. Let's jump right in. I hope you were able to listen to the podcast earlier this week with Bobby Blackburn. We talked about the word steward and defined it as someone who is a manager, somebody who is taking care of someone else's stuff. And we looked at several different parables that Jesus uses to talk about stewards and the lessons we can learn about stewardship. I wanted to spend a few more moments with you today talking about the idea of being a steward and what that means for you and me as we go about life. There's a lot of ways in which the Bible identifies us as being stewards of that which belongs to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2 says that it is required of stewards that they be found trustworthy. And we have this idea that stewards have this responsibility of being trustworthy. Well, that's what we need to be with the blessings that God gives us. We're going to come back to that passage in a few moments, but I at least wanted to start with that as we move forward in this podcast. If you look over in 1 Timothy chapter 6, Paul gives us some instructions about one way in which we are stewards, and that is the way we typically think of this term in regards to money. 1 Timothy 6, starting in verse 17, says, As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. You see there, it is God who provides us the material goods that we enjoy. And because God is the one who provides those things, and we are merely managers of those physical things, we are given instructions on how to handle them. We're to do good, to be rich in those good works that we do with those resources. We're to be generous and ready to share because in doing that, we store up treasures where treasures really matter in the future and in eternal life. And so the money that we have, the bank accounts that we have, the, uh, the, the physical blessings like houses and cars and all those things we enjoy on this earth, those things really are given to us by God, not for our purposes, but to do good with them, to be rich with good works using those blessings, and to be generous and ready to share with those blessings. Another blessing that God gives us to be managers over is our relationships. 
Bobby and I talked about this the other day, the significance of that verse in Luke chapter 16, sandwiched right in the middle of some passages about being good stewards about marriage and the permanence of marriage and the importance that we give marriage the attention and the commitment that it deserves. Because Luke chapter 16, verse 10 says, One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. We can be faithful in our relationships, whether that be marriage or the raising of children that God has blessed us with, or in the relationships that we share in our spiritual families that God has blessed us with. Even the relationships that we have at work or in the world Those are relationships that are granted to us to use for God's glory, if we're truly being managers of those relationships. Our relationship with God's people involves some stewardship. Titus chapter 1 verse 7 says, For an overseer, who is a leader in God's church, we sometimes call them pastors or elders or bishops, but those men, as God's steward, must be above reproach. And so again, they are given the stewardship or the responsibility of managing God's people. And so they are stewards of blessings that God has put in their life. Even beyond that, all of us have a stewardship responsibility to the world or the creation that we have around us. It's interesting that right from the very beginning, Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 tells us that The Lord God took Adam, whom he had created, put him in the garden to work it and keep it. And so often through the Old Testament and through other passages of Scripture, it talks about our responsibility for treating this world rightly, for giving it the care that it is due. And so the blessing of this world that we have around us is one of those blessings that we should be good managers of. Even probably more importantly, we are stewards of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 4, we read verse 2 earlier, but I want to read verse 1 and 2. This is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found trustworthy. You see, we've been given a blessing by knowing the mysteries of God that are revealed to us in the gospel. We're given the blessing of the message of reconciliation, as 2 Corinthians 5 calls it. We are to be caretakers of the gospel, and we are to be sharing that gospel with the world around us because that's what it's intended for. 1 Timothy chapter 1 talks about the importance of using the law lawfully, and that the law is not given to us as Christians to discuss and dissect in Bible classes. No, the the law is designed to be life-changing for those in the world who need it. And Paul even gives Timothy a long list of sins, and, and we would even call them atrocious sins, that are committed by people, and that the law, if used lawfully, will be given to those sinners. Well, that's what it means to be a good steward of the gospel. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, Peter tells us, As each of us has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And so here we've got this idea of no matter what our gift is, 
no matter what blessing we've been given, we should be stewards of those gifts of the grace of God itself. Now, all of this is important because it changes the way we should approach the blessings we have in life. Let me give you an illustration as an example. I have five children who live in my house, and they live there because they belong to me. My wife and I have been blessed with these five children. Uh, They range in age from teenager down to uh, just over toddler. We have a four-year-old, but they, they live in my house. They, they ride in my car. They eat my food. They ransack the pantry. Uh, they, they experience the blessings of living in my house. Well, I, as the giver of those blessings, expect certain activities or certain attitudes regarding those blessings. And I've really boiled it down to what I think are the four expectations as to how to be a manager of the blessings you're given. Number one, my children are expected to enjoy the blessings. You know, I I really do not have any desire to make their life miserable. Now, that does not mean there aren't moments that they don't like. They must mow the yard or pick up their toys or do their own laundry, or help clean the kitchen, or wipe the table. There are certainly chores and activities that they don't enjoy, but there are also tons of activities and blessings that they do enjoy. They have a trampoline. They have a play set. They have all sorts of things to do on the acreage that we have where they can explore and go out and see, and and honestly, oftentimes they'll go out and we won't see them for a couple of hours. They are able and privileged to be able to walk into our kitchen and grab a glass of ice water or grab a snack from the pantry. You know, those blessings they enjoy are there for them to enjoy. And if all they ever do is complain about what they don't have and they never enjoy the blessings they do have, that makes it real hard for me as the gift giver to want to continue giving gifts. So I guess the second lesson would be that they are expected to appreciate the blessings. I don't just want them to enjoy the trampoline. I want them to appreciate the trampoline. I don't want them to just enjoy the meal that is put in front of them at night. I want them to look at their mom and say, thank you for cooking us this fantastic meal. Or looking at me and saying, thank you for filling up our glass of water, because that's probably about all I contributed to the meal. It is, it is one thing to take advantage of blessings, but it is another thing to appreciate the blessings. And so both of those are our expectations we have when we give gifts to others that they are to both enjoy and appreciate the gifts they're to manage. The third expectation would be that we expect them to care for the blessings. Now, let's be honest. There are some blessings they probably never even think about. They don't think about the fact that the house is cool, and they don't really think about the fact that there's gas in the car, and I doubt they have a whole lot of thinking about the fact that there's medicine in the cabinet when they need it. But they enjoy those things. And when they do need those things, I hope they appreciate them. And there are plenty of ways in which they can 
care for the blessing. For instance, we often talk to our children about flipping the lights off when they leave a room. Or we have a sign next to the thermostat that says, this cold when the heater is on, or this temperature when the, when the air conditioning is on. And so it is a reminder that, that you can't just do whatever you want to. You've got to take care of those things. We do expect them to pitch in with chores and help pick up the house and help get things ready whenever we're having people over or help wash the dishes off or take the trash out. And the reason we do that is because they need to learn that even though they are gifted certain blessings, that part of being a steward of those blessings is taking care of them. You can't just not take care of stuff and expect it to still be there later. The fourth expectation that I think is right for a a gift giver to expect his manager to meet is to remember that the blessings they have belong to the master and they have to be used as would be approved by the master. One way that that relates to our children is our children do not have their own cell phone. We have a family cell phone that they are allowed to use that lives in their mom and dad's room and we have full access to anything they do on that phone. One of the reasons for that is we pay for that phone. We made it available to them. It is a gift that we have provided for them and we expect that that phone will be used in ways that would be in keeping with the rules and understanding of how we function as a family. We joked the other day that we were going to put mine and my wife's picture on their phone as their, uh, the, the picture that shows up whenever they open the phone up to remind them that the phone belongs to us and has to be used in a way that we approve of. Well, that is an important rule or understanding we should have regarding blessings. Now, if you look at Psalm 24, verse 1, which says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. Everything we have, every blessing we experience, every gift we've been given to manage for God still belongs to God. And therefore, we have some expectations from God on how to be good stewards of those things. First, We're expected to enjoy the blessings of this world, enjoy the blessings that come from being a part of this creation, but we're also expected to appreciate these blessings. We are, by God, given a great opportunity. We are, by God, given great things to enjoy, and we need to remember that that same God who has given us those great blessings should be thanked for those blessings regularly consistently. We need to be coming to God often to say thank you and we appreciate what you do. Not only that, we should be caring for those blessings. It it is not good for us to receive a blessing from the Lord and then to treat it like trash. If that regarding our relationships, we should be treating our relationships with the kind of respect and honor uh, that relationships should be given. Whether that be God's people, we should be caring for God's people, caring for the creation, caring for the gospel. We need to make sure that we are taking care of the blessings God gives us. And then lastly, and probably most importantly, 
We need to be using these blessings in ways that bring honor to God and show God's will. When we're given the gospel, we should be using the gospel for what the gospel is for. That is not merely Sunday morning Bible classes. It is not for Bible bowls. It is for the sharing of the truth that will change people's lives and putting that truth into their hearts and their minds so that they can come to Jesus the way we have. If that is a relationship that we have with a spouse, we need to be using that relationship by the rules God has given us, which means husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And wives, be respectful of your husbands the way the church should be respectful of Christ. If that's money or physical blessings, houses, cars, we need to be using those things for hospitality, for benevolence. We need to be using the blessings we've been given in order to accomplish God's task in this world. Because we gotta remember, all of it belongs to God. And therefore we need to use it for God's purposes. I hope this podcast episode has been helpful to you and allowing you to think maybe a little differently about the things we have in life, the blessings we've been granted to enjoy, but not just enjoy, but to appreciate them, to care for them, and to remember who they belong to so that we're using them for the right purposes. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with others. Let them know about Preach Impediments. Send them over to PreachImpediments.com so that they can see past episodes and maybe be challenged to grow in ways they've never grown before. And if we can help you in some way specific to your needs, or if we can help you in some way by praying for you or offering a subject that we haven't yet covered on this podcast, please reach out to us. Let us know. You can email me personally at adam at edenhollow.net. Or you can find our contact information at preachimpediments.com or edenhollow.com. Until next time. At Eden Hollow, we want to give you a greater chance to dig deeper into these words discussed each week on the podcast. We have created a downloadable, printable guide for you to use as you listen to each topic discussed on Preach Impediments. It is a set of guided worksheets you can use as you listen each week. These can be used as a Bible study curriculum, or we are even using them as a Bible study curriculum for our kids. When you go to PreachImpediments.com, just click on the Subscribe to Our Newsletter button at the top right of the page, and we will attach it in our next newsletter coming out soon. We hope this will help you learn even more from God through His Word. Thanks again for listening.